the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith. We're the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, in the Bible, one of the most terrifying and horrifying scriptures is found in 2 Thessalonians 2 and 11, where it says, God shall send them strong delusions. Question, what does that phrase, strong delusions, mean? And what can we do to avoid falling into this trap, whether you're in the church or outside the church? Well, join us now as we come to part 20 in this series entitled, Why Does God Send Strong Delusions? As Dr. Buckner will talk about uh, as it relates to the three D's that relate to a strong delusion, Satan has a demonic plan that relates to all of us. So stay tuned, for we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry O. Buckner, and we know you're going to be lifted up in the Lord and challenged by the Word of God tonight. So we want to encourage you to get your uh, notes and your paper as well as your Bibles out and uh, go on this jet tour with us through this uh, teaching related to strong delusions. And as Brother Gary has said, uh, we are going to be talking about strong delusions as it relates to the three Ds and Satan has a demonic plan for all of us. And the big question is, what is that demonic plan? Now, uh, just like God has a plan for all of us, uh, we need to remember that uh, the enemy is always involved with a plan as well to thwart and uh, distract from the plans of God and the goals and plans of God. And so we want to make sure that we are in alignment to God's plans and that we are in harmony to God's plan and that uh, we are in his will in relationship to the plans that he has for our lives because he does have a plan for all of us. Uh, and we need to make sure that we are in harmony and in his will around those plans uh, because if we're not, we open up the door for Satan to come in and he has a plan for you. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know what? I'm not interested in the plan of God. Well, God is not going to force you, my friend, to be involved with his plans. But I guarantee you, if you object and reject the plans of God, there is somebody else hanging in the balance, hanging in the darkness, ready to take you to the plans that he has for you. And I want to kind of like uh, lay out uh, God's plans and Satan's plans. Do you not know that God's plans and Satan's plans are mentioned together in one chapter in the Bible as well as one verse in the Bible, and that's John 10 and 10. You have in that verse, and we want to encourage you to, to pay attention and look at it, 
But in that particular verse and chapter, you have uh, God's plan, and you have also Satan's plan. Now, let me read it to you. It says in John 10 and 10, the thief. Now, this is what Jesus is saying, that Satan is a thief. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and destroy. Now, Jesus is laying out for you, and you want to make a special note of this, the plans of Satan. This is the plans of Satan as a thief to come to steal, to kill, and destroy. Now, Jesus lays out his plans, Satan's plans. Now he's going to lay out his plans. But his plans is this, but I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Now, here are the two plans that uh, the most powerful being in the universe have for us, Jesus, to give life and give it in abundance, not just when you go to heaven, but right now, in the now, he wants to give you an abundance of life. That's why it talks about in Ephesians chapter 1 that uh, blessings in the heavenlies, that God wants to give you blessings right now if you are locked up into his will and in harmony to his will. But he says, the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, when we look around us today, in our world today, we see that the plans of Satan to steal, kill, and destroy is, is working. He's the second most powerful being in this universe besides God. And he has a plan for your life. And we see people being destroyed every day. Look at uh, how many children today being destroyed because of abortion clinics. Satan is behind that stuff because uh, God hates murders. Uh, to, to murder somebody, God hates that. And when we look at the abortion clinics today, the way they are killing babies left and right, and then we look at the wars that's going on today all over this universe, and we look at uh, the murders on the streets And we look at terrorists today. Satan is behind terrorism. And we look at all of the murders today in the schools. Look at everywhere you turn today, there is killings. And kids are afraid to go to schools today. Young adults are afraid to go to college. Because you never know when somebody deranged and possessed by the enemy is going to come into those schools and kill everybody there. And we never know when a terrorist is going to hit. Uh, There is an enemy out to destroy, kill people today. And when our plans are not locked into God's plans, we're going to see trouble happening all around us. When you look at today, the problems with Facebook You look at uh, YouTube, and you look at Amazon. Things are falling apart. Why? Because God is not involved with these things. We have said it over and over and over again. People are more into Facebook than the Black Book, which is the Bible. They're more into Facebook than the Grace Book. 
They are more into all of these things, and God is allowing things in Facebook. Uh, you know, Zuckerberg is has to go before Congress now, and he has to be an account. Uh, he has to give an account around the actions with that, and things are falling apart because God is not in the plans of people today. People are making plans without God. There are some churches falling apart because they don't have God in their plans. And my friends, when you look at marriages today, uh, in Hollywood, you look at marriages today outside of Hollywood, and there are more divorces in the church than outside the church because people don't have God in their plans. And when you don't have God in your plans, you have Satan in your plans. That's automatic right there. And look at our uh, education systems today, sports, science, technology. And uh, things are falling apart everywhere because people are not putting God at the center of everything that they're doing. You just can't make it, my friend, without God being at the center of your life and the center of your plans and the center of your home and the center of your church. He is the head of the church, and he should be the head of the home. And when we don't let him be the head of the home, the tail and everything else is going to be out of order. But Jesus lays out the plans that he has, and he lays out the plans that Satan has. All in John 10 and 10. And he says, the thief, he calls him a thief, cometh not but to do three things, to steal and to kill and to to destroy. Look at the killings going on today when we talk about to kill and destroy. Look at the killings going on now. There's an uproar right now in Sacramento around a police shooting. And look at the shooting police all over the world, and also people killing policemen. And who's behind these things? Satan is behind it. And you just can't, I mean, you just can't fight against Satan with some type of uh, system that you try to put into order on a humanistic level. You got to deal with him the way Jesus says. And so everything is falling apart today in our world today. From the government, the White House, the ranch house, the church house, and those who have no house. And see, Jesus said the job of Satan, his job, his occupation, Jesus lays it out, is to steal, kill, and destroy. And a thief comes unexpectedly, unknowingly, and surprisingly. He's not going to let you know when he comes. And that's the way Satan operates. All of a sudden, people say, my God, I didn't know that this was going to happen in our school. I didn't know that this was going to happen in our church, a bombing. I didn't know this was going to happen with the police department. I didn't know that this was going to happen with Facebook. I didn't know this was going to happen with YouTube. I didn't know this was going to happen with Amazon. I didn't know this was going to happen with all these things. Well, you're not going to know because Satan is a thief. A thief is not going to put an alarm out and say, I'm coming to attack you. A thief takes people by surprise, take their property by surprise, and secretly he comes in with his own demonic plans to bring people into a strong delusion upon their lives, to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, 
I want to say a few things about this thing of stealing first, because I'm going to build on this on several teachings. But let me kind of talk a little bit about Satan's plans when it comes to stealing. You know, he comes as a thief to steal. He wants to steal away from you. Notice this now, your prayer life. He wants to steal your prayer life away from you. Satan has a purpose every day to disconnect people from God. Satan wants to steal away from you your quiet time with God, your intimate time with God, not only in your prayer life, but in the Bible life. Satan has he's taken away from people their personal interaction and involvement with God on a day-to-day level in their daily prayer life and daily Bible study with God. And when you don't have that prayer time with God and that alone time with God, it's going to cause you to go be discombobulated. It's going to cause you to worry, to stress, to, to fall apart, sometimes to get sicknesses that come upon you, you know, ulcers, a multitude of things. And Satan wants to set you up that way because he can destroy you around not being in the Word of God and having the Word of God in you. The Bible challenges us to pray without ceasing. But Satan tries everything he has in his power to distract us from having that private prayer life on a daily basis, that private Bible study on a daily basis, that private quiet time on a daily basis, so that he can bring that stronghold on your life so that you don't have a care at all anymore to have that personal time and that walking along with God on a one-to-one basis. You need to start every morning out with the putting on the armor of God and having prayer and Bible study. Because a chapter a day will help to keep the devil away. A verse a day helps to keep the devil away. And you need that personal prayer life and that personal Bible study on a daily basis. But Satan comes to steal. And he's being successful in stealing away that personal time. And what he'll do is cause you to not so much be using drugs and alcohol, but he'll make you a workaholic where you work so much and you wait and postpone having your Bible study and you wait until the evening. And it's a setup because when you come back at night to do your Bible study, you're so tired from working and spending time with the family that you end up your head fall between the Bibles when you're having your Bible study. You ever experienced that before? But people are experiencing that all the time. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy, take you away from these things. And so what we want to call you to do tonight is make that decision, that's the first D, to have that personal, intimate time with God in your prayer life and in your Bible study life. And then when you do that, the second D will come into place, which you'll be delivered from all these external things that's attacking you externally and internally, and then you will be delivered. And then the the third thing is that the stronghold will be gone. The third D, the stronghold will be gone. 
He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches regarding God's plan, but watching out for Satan's plan. Brother Gary. All right. Well, you know, the enemy, if they can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. So be careful. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the calls, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. And once again, we want to begin by thanking everyone who's been praying diligently for Contending for the Faith. We also want to thank those who gave over this week, Carol and uh, Richard, Cece and Jackie. We want to remind everyone that it does cost us 400 a week to stay on the air, and we are listener-supported. And we need your help. You don't want to turn the radio on one Saturday night and find out that we've gone off the air. Um, so if you've been blessed by Dr. Buckner's teaching, if you've been blessed by the program, the conversation, the prayer, um, we just want to encourage you. Start by praying. Praying doesn't cost anything, but prayer is powerful. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. Pray for contending for the faith. Secondly, partner with us financially. If if God has blessed you uh, financially to be able to give, especially above the tithe, then consider partnering with us in this vital ministry. It's so important. There's two ways that you can donate. Number one, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Uh, The second way is so much easier. Go on your computer or laptop and click on contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and click on the Donate button. And it's that simple. You'll be a blessing for time and eternity. You know, we've been given so much. Uh, In our country, we often uh, lose perspective. There There are so many folks... There are so many folks that have so little in the world, but we've been blessed with such an abundance in our country. On our worst days, we have more than everybody else on the planet. So we know we've been blessed. We need to thank God for those blessings. But why has God blessed us? You know, we can't always be the one to go to Africa, or we can't be the ones that go to uh, third world countries and build wells. But We can be the ones that help them through our giving. We can be the ones that help them uh, through programs like Contending for the Faith that reach across the airwaves to touch lives. It's so critical that you look at your sphere of influence. This is where God has placed you, and this is how God has blessed you. So be a blessing, Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary. Appreciate that. Look like we... Uh, or having some problems. Well, there's <clears throat> technical difficulties afoot. So, yes. ladies and gentlemen, bear with us. We can't receive calls right now, but uh, we hope to have that remedied soon. In the meantime, you know, we Dr. Buckner, uh, we were talking during the break, and I mentioned Hosea 4 and 6, where it says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And we talk about the the devil has come to steal, kill, and destroy. And... One of the main ways he does it is why is because of biblical illiteracy. People just don't know the word. People are ignorant of God's word, um, and they're not being taught in the in the churches. They're not being taught 
the word of God the way they need to so that they are not equipped. And you know how we say, if you're not equipped, expect to get whipped. (laughs) (laughs) And people are getting whipped left and right, sideways and and up one side and down the other. They're getting blindsided by stuff. Um, We have such a, the culture has such a powerful influence on people's minds. And, you know, the scripture talks about renew your mind daily. But if you don't, you're just taking in all the, the what the world has to offer. And uh, you, you're really literally getting your brain washed in that stuff. Is it any wonder that people are losing focuses? They're losing hope. They're losing perspective. Um, they're fearful. They have no peace. They have no joy because they're not spending time with God. So true. We talked about that FaceTime. You got to do it. Yeah, you got to spend that time with God. David said, thy face will I seek. And, uh, you know, sometimes I, I, I always say, look, if you know, 80% of your problems go away, if you spent just 10 minutes a day with the Lord, 10 minutes a day in the Word, just start there. You know, I guarantee you, or your money back. <laughs> Do that for 30 days and see if God does not revolutionize your life. It's so vital, so simple. But like you said in your message, that he's stealing our quiet time. He's interrupting our prayer lives. He's interrupting our time in, the God, in God's word. And we just let it happen. You know, we get one distraction after another. You know, we need to pay attention to to uh, his, his schemes, and that's a that's one of them. It's a major one. I'm always amazed. Anytime you try to create a new habit, how the enemy comes in to disrupt it, or how he tries to disrupt even our our day in day out work schedule. You think you go supposed to be at work at a certain time. Next thing you know, they call a meeting early in the morning, right in the middle of what would be your prayer time. You know why is that happening? Hmm. So we need to be uh, uh, aware of the enemy's schemes, and we need to make sure that we combat it, that we just don't roll over for it, that uh, God's word and time with God is is non-negotiable. If you call yourself a Christian, this is something you must do. This is not an option. This is not a suggestion. This is all about being equipped because, you know, we are at war. You know, I always like to use an analogy. Imagine a, a battlefield, bombs going off, machine gun fire. People are yelling and screaming, watch out. And all of a sudden, everything comes to a halt. And across the battlefield, here comes somebody streaking, <laughs> buck naked, running across the battlefield. Everybody stops and looks and like, what is wrong with this man? But that's how the average Christian is. They don't realize they're on a battlefield. They're not equipped. They're not putting on the full armor of God daily. And they're running across a battlefield buck naked and wondering why they're getting shot up. (laughs) Wondering why they get knocked out. Wondering why they get cut to pieces every day. Why, Why are they failing? Why are they defeated? It's not rocket science. They have the victory. They're not just, they're not appropriating. There's so much going on that we need to be aware of. There's so much going on. And, you know, it's like people ask, 
ask me all the time, you know, I don't know what God's plan is for my life. I said, well, have you asked him? <laughs> When's the last time you prayed? Well, I prayed over my soup two weeks ago. That ain't going to get it. We need to be looking for God every day, spending that quiet time. Then you'll find peace. Then you'll find direction. Then you'll find hope. Then you'll find strength. Then you'll find courage. Then you'll find victory. All of those things are right there. Don't let the devil steal that from you. Don't let his schemes come to fruition in your life. The world is full of distractions, but we got to rebuke that and make, make the main thing the main thing, as they say. And the main thing is Jesus. Keeping him fully in our lives so that his plan comes to fruition. That he that he's come to that we might have life and that more abundantly. There's so much going on, Doctor Bugner. That is so true, Gary, and I think uh, I know that you have nailed it on the head and the spirit. Uh, all that you've said, a confirmation to the message tonight. Um, and uh, what we need to do right now is to. You know, go before the Lord in prayer, <clears throat> and uh, let's pray around uh, this technical problem because I believe that it's also an mm-hmm. attack of the enemy because mm-hmm. he hated uh, this message tonight, and uh, but he's a defeated foe. So let's uh, go before the Lord and and have you to pray around the technical problems, and you everybody out there in the Bay Area pray with us uh, that we will uh, get uh, everything back to order and so that uh, the callers can call in as well. So uh, let's do that, Brother Gary. All right. So, Lord, we know that all things are in your hands, and so we trust you, Lord God, that that you just touch the, the controls, that, Lord God, you just reach out and fix whatever is broken, Lord God, that you would repair uh, the technology here at the station, Lord God, so that we can receive these phone calls that, that uh, people will be able to call in, Lord God, with their questions and their comments and their issues, Lord God, their prayer requests, Lord God. We just pray right now, Lord God, that you would divinely intervene. We pray, Lord God, that you would rebuke the adversary right on out of the out of this situation. We pray, Lord God, for the victory in all things. As we do your work, Lord God, give us the victory. In Jesus' name. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith after these messages. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open, but we're having some technical difficulties right now. We're still trying to get these lines to to work properly, so we're unable to receive your calls at the moment. But they're working on it, so we, we want to encourage the listening audience, pray, pray hard so that we can get you through. Um, our number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. That's one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. So once again, our phone lines are struggling. Uh, please pray that uh, we get this problem rectified. Meanwhile, we we want to thank all of you once again who have been praying for contending for the faith. This is a prayer driven ministry, and without your prayer support we wouldn't be on the air especially this so many years 
Uh, it's been such an incredible run um, that Dr. Buckner and I have been blessed to be able to serve you week to week through the radio waves and uh, such an awesome privilege and an honor the, to allow God to uh, use us to touch lives. We're just so humbled by all of the responses that we've received over the years, the prayers that have come forward, and especially the financial support that you all have generously given us over the years. We cannot thank you enough for your prayers and for your um, financial partnership so that we can remain on the air. It's just a, an amazing thing. And uh, we, again, we want to thank Richard and Carol and Cece and Jackie uh, who gave over the past week. And we just want to encourage you to keep praying for us. We want to encourage you uh, that if God has blessed you to be able to give, then take the opportunity to give because you'll be a blessing for time and eternity. And, you know, I've always said that one day you'll stand before God and he'll say, look around, turn around. And you'll look and you'll see a vast multitude of people. And you, you're going to ask the Lord, who are these folks, Lord? And the Lord's going to say, these are the people that made it into heaven as a result of your giving. So, you know, it's so important to give to ministries like ours and others who are doing the work of the Lord, who are encouraging uh, people to get saved, who are touching lives, who are being um, giving reasons and answers, you know, for faith. And that's part of the equipping process. You know, we all need to be equipped um, this is uh, an important issue that there are so many folks who don't know what they believe. They don't know why they believe it. And so they're being taken out by the enemy left and right. As the scripture says in Hosea four and six, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And we're here at contending for the faith to, to give people uh, that knowledge, reasons and answers, Right. Uh, Jude 1 and 3 is the the verse that uh, based the title of the program where it says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. That means put up a good fight. You know, we as Christians, we just tend to be so passive at times, but God is saying, Hey, put up a fight for the faith. Be ready to give every man an answer. That means you need to be equipped. That means you need to spend time in God's word. That ne- that means you need to spend time with God. Every day. On a daily basis. Right? Become that apologetic master like we used to talk about. <laughs> right? Knowing how to handle God's word. Master swordsman. So important. So we want to encourage you. You know, this is this is such a vital thing that uh, we we take this ministry seriously and that there is an equipping element to it that teaches people the word, that teaches people how to read God's word, study God's word, how to be in prayer on a daily basis and establish those critical habits that will give you the victory in life. So we want to encourage you, be a blessing through through your prayers, be a blessing through your giving. There's two ways to donate to our ministry. Number one, send a check or a money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 
94920. That's Contending for the Faith. Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second is so much easier. So go on your computer or your laptop, your smartphone, tablet. Go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and click on the donate button. And it's that simple. You'll be a blessing for time and eternity. You'll be a blessing to everyone that tunes in to uh, uh, everyone that tunes in. Well, let's see. I think maybe our prayers have been answered. <laughs> let's see if we have Cece on the line. Cece, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All righty. Well, God answers prayer, not when we want him to, but when his timing is uh, perfected. So we're glad to get you on the air with us. So how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're truly blessed. Were you able to hear the message tonight? Yeah, I was. All right. How did the Lord minister to you? It ministered to me a lot because before I called this message, before I called, before I called uh, this program i was talking to, talking about that verse but i didn't i didn't see it in that light when you said god, god you know god has described uh satan's plans and god's plans and then how you how you mapped it out with like with all the evil that's prevailing and stuff you know it's, i mean i now i really want to study that verse even more now that you you know you really broke that verse open because you know how you did a really really excellent job and i i've saw the verse in a whole other light now than I saw it before, and uh, God really used you in that manner. I was like, wow, you know? Like, you described the school shootings and all the evil that's prevailing, and then you then you mentioned the, 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 the good part about God's plan, and I was like, wow. So, at the same time, it's comforting, and at the same time, it's an eye-opener, and it, it actually helps you to deal, kind of understand, you know, the evils that's taking place. There's a lot of people who are not saved, they're going to say, well, why is all this happening? Why? And that verse it. Oh, yes, absolutely. Well, appreciate the feedback. You know, you're right on time with the good feedback. And it is so true that uh, when you do an exegetical study of that John 10 and 10, you will see uh, God's plan. Uh, first, you see Jesus laying out Satan's plan, still kill and destroy. And then God, uh, through Christ, he lays out the, the plan that he has for us, and that is to give life and give it abundantly. So, uh, yes, that's one thing that's so good about, you know, listening to this program. We know that we're going to bring some insight and some greater truth to the Word of God, and that's why we encourage people to pray for us as well as support us. And we thank you also for your support, and uh, we received it this week and continue to be a blessing as God be a blessing through you. I will continue. You guys are welcome. No problem. I, I will. I, I want to keep doing it. So I, um, praise the Lord. Whatever I can, you know, you know scratch up because it's really no excuse. You know, people say I don't have the money because you go to Starbucks, they they spend like three, four dollars on a cup of coffee. You can take that and say, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna get this to contend for the faith and rather drink that coffee. So really no excuse. People say, well, I'm too broke. That you can give something. And so I thought about that. It's not as huge. I could be able to get something, you know? That's right. Well, you, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right and continue to listen to him. And so um, what's on your heart tonight? Um, I think you had uh, two questions, right? Yeah. Uh, um, a two-fold question. The first question I have is um, I've, uh, 
I've heard it before. I mean, I know it's taught and it's, I've heard that, you know, that 45 is still considered, a, 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 you know, like a youth in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I've been talking to people, you know, who, who's in, you know, like, you know, around that age. And they've been like, well, where, you know what I'm saying? And I've been comforting them and say, hey, man, you, that's still, you, you're still a pretty young age. But I want to have some references because I've been having more people that I've been talking to around that age ask me. So I just want to be able to, to like, if somebody, some references in the Bible to that or some passages or, you know, somewhere around that. Well, we know that... Um you know, uh, from the Jewish perspective, and you might want to do a, uh, you know, historical background study on the Jews and, and because God really worked with the Jewish people and uh, kind of lay out some things, some insight to us around the age thing. And so, uh, you know, uh, the age the age it was for a Jewish person to start teaching? You know what the age was? Uh, was it somewhere around, like, between 8 and 13? Somewhere around there? No, it was 30. Oh, 30, wow. Yeah, 30 years of age, okay? And that's when Jesus started teaching, you know, and even though he went in the uh, synagogue and he taught the temple, he taught at 12, but he really, on a public level, started at uh, 30. And uh, so, the, according to the Jews, uh, they looked at, uh, you know, 30 years of age and under as being, uh, you know, relatively real young. And it wasn't until you were 30 years of age, and that's still young, and even 45. But according to the Jewish mindset, uh, 30 years of age and under was considered where you were young, you know, and that sort of thing. And we do know today that your body starts to change <laughs> when you turn 30. Can I get a witness with somebody out there listening tonight? You know, you notice that uh, you start to gain a little more weight and uh, some uh, extra excessive weight starts Say, to come hey, around hey, the hey, <laughs> The midsection. <laughs> Amen. He, 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 he quit preaching and went to meddling. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. And so, and then uh, it's interesting that uh, in John 8, that um, the uh, Jews had uh, cornered up Jesus, the religious leaders, and they said, when he said, uh, if any man keeps my saying, he shall not see death. Well, they was like blown away with that statement because they were thinking only God is the God of the living. Well, Jesus is God, and they missed that. Even when he said in John 10 and 10, no, not John 10 10, but John 10 and 30, I and my Father, we are one. He was claiming to be God there. And so they kept missing the fact that he uh, was God. And every time he claimed to be God, they wanted to uh, kill him. So uh, in John chapter 8, the Jews reveal something quite interesting. They say to him when he says, if any man keep my saying, he shall not see death. They said, they said, we know that you have a demon. They not only called, was racist on him by saying that you are um, a Samaritan, but they said you are a Samaritan demon. And then they started messing with him around, uh, you know, his birth and all that stuff. They started really coming at Jesus hard. And uh, they said, you know, then he says, before Abraham was, I am. 
and they really got extremely angry. That's when they got ready to stone him. And uh, so they said, you are not yet 50 years of age, and have you seen Abraham? How can you have seen Abraham? Well, when they said you're not yet 50 years of age, that was actually the age of retirement of a Jew from uh, teaching. They would start at 30, and then they would retire at 50. And so uh, they were considered in their minds that that was like getting really old in the mind of the Jews to teach. So looking at the Jewish mindset, you know, uh, 30 and under uh, is considered youthful, was being young. And even though today, because of the um, technology, the food, the way we train people to eat food, people are living longer, and even they have retirement now, longer, stretched longer now. So 45 is still young, you know, and uh, but it's the reality check is this is the mindset of the Jews, and we can gleam a lot from that in relationship to that. So hopefully that kind of helps you out a little bit. Oh, yeah, dear. Thank you. Yeah, you, you, you tell me on a lot of valuable information. But, yes. you, you know, what, CC, the reality is uh, there is no retirement for the believer. You know, as long as God has you on planet Earth, he's got to work for you to do. Whether you're 45 or 85, you know, I know in, in my mind, I'm I'm going out with my boots on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, because you will always have a circle of influence. There's always going to be people in your life whether your grandkids or people in your job or wherever you are, whatever you're doing, unless you unless you've isolated yourself, which is uh, you know unbiblical, you know God has placed us in the world to be salt and light. You know, oftentimes people think about, oh well, I I, I can't be a missionary. I don't want to go to Africa. I don't want to do this, that, and the other. Well, God hasn't called you to do that. But what He's called you to do is to is to look at where He's planted you and be a witness right there. So regardless of your age, you know, you know, we have churches with children's ministry, youth ministry and classics, you know, or, or whatever they want to call the, the elder or elders of the church. They're still functioning. They're still, you know, you make them mad if you go in and try to tell them they're too old to do something because they're, they're right there at the heart of the church. And also they have that wisdom uh, from from years of walking with God to pass along to the younger ones as they're coming up. So there's always something to do. There's always something God will have you to do, regardless of your age. And it's never too late. It's just never too late. You know, uh, I was looking at a, a thing the other day where the, the, there was a 92-year-old black woman who ended up in the Black Panther movie. And she's a Christian, you know, and she her, her grandkids were saying, hey, Grandma, you always telling us to step out on faith. How come you're not stepping out on faith and trying to take that role? And she said, you know what? You're right. And she went out. And ended up getting the role and was in the Black Panther movie. Amen. And uh, she reached out to Steve Harvey <laughs> and said, hey, Steve, you know, I really like your show. I was in the Black Panther movie. How come you don't have me on your show? And Steve found her and brought her on the show, you know. Amen. And, uh, you know, she testified. But, you know, here she is, 92, in a billion-dollar movie. Yeah, and then when you think about even, uh, you know, he's passed on now, uh, Charlie uh, Smith, you know, he was the considered the oldest uh, person that ever lived, and he was a former slave. He was a black slave, former slave, 
He lived to be about 135 to 137, and he went back and got his master's degree at about 135 years of age. Mm-hmm. And he was about 132 or something like that when he got his bachelor's. But he, you know, like I said, it's never a limit, and God always wants to use us, you know. And there's no such thing as retirement of the believer. Right. You know, we just move from one phase to the next, and God puts us in certain places uh, to be that salt and light. So we always want to be that. Um, and then you had another question, correct? Yeah, it said, I'll read it right quick. It's in First John 520. Yes. It says, if anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? Right. Well, that's a good uh, verse of Scripture. And, uh, and John really pretty much explains it himself, you know. Uh, there's a lot of people who uh, hate people, and they even go to church, and, you know, and they say they love God, but yet they hate other people. And there are even racist organizations, and it can be uh, black racist organizations, Latino, Asian, white, but uh, we hear that music. Let's pick up on this question uh, next Saturday, and I'll deal with it a little more in detail. Thank you so much for your call, CC, and God bless you, and we'll pray for you next time, too. Thank you. All right. All right. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. We'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, Frederick, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us, so please drop us a note. Let us know how this program has been a blessing to you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.